Last summer, when there was no sports on TV whatsoever, uh, the most popular sporting-related television content that everyone watched was an incredible 10-part documentary on ESPN called The Last Dance. And it was a documentary about Michael Jordan and the 1990s Chicago Bulls, uh, some of the greatest basketball teams ever assembled. Specifically, they were talking about their last season together in 1998. At the end of the documentary, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls win their sixth NBA title together. It was an unprecedented feat. But Michael Jordan retired after that season, which perplexed a lot of people. He was only 35. There were players that were playing much later than he would play. He still had more in the tank, especially performance-wise. He was literally the most valuable player in the league his final year. He could have probably won another MVP if he would have kept on playing. But he retired. He left the game at the height of his popularity. He went out on top. He would try to come back later, but it was kind of a failure. Uh, Everyone sort of looked at that season as the end of the Michael Jordan era in the NBA. He could have done so much more with the Chicago Bulls, and yet he didn't. And it perplexed a lot of people. They thought to themselves, why would Michael Jordan leave at the top of his game? Why would he just leave the game that he was so good at when he could have done so much more? I think that feeling is what we might feel on this Feast of the Ascension. As Jesus ascends back to his Father at the height of his game. Jesus had just preached for three years. He had performed many great miracles. And he had just risen from the dead. And yet, a little over a month after that, 40 days later, he left. He ascended back to his Father. Jesus could have preached much more. He could have given us many more parables, could have given us a few more miracles or two. But Jesus left the world stage to go back to his Father. And in the time immediately after the founder of a community or a great leader, uh, the, the time immediately after that can be a very difficult time for the team, the community, or, or you name it. The, the Chicago Bulls finished last place in five of their next six seasons after Michael Jordan left. Think of like a company or, or a community of people. After the founder leaves, that second generation is often a little bit difficult. There are some growing pains. And even in the church, the second generation was not without its difficulties. I mean, imagine being one of those early apostles telling everyone you know about Jesus, all of the wonderful things that Jesus did, and then tacking on that Jesus had just left, that you weren't going to be able to see him, this man who we had seen, the the, the apostles, but you won't get to because he has left. The church was without Jesus' human presence after the ascension. Why would Jesus do this to us, his church? Why would he deprive us of his human presence? 
Well, there are a couple of reasons for it. You could say that if Jesus would have stayed around, no one would have had the courage to actually step up and teach the faith. We would have relied more on Jesus than of taking up that mantle ourselves to be evangelists. We would have lost that chance to act in his name and spread the faith even further. And certainly the apostles would not have grown into the solid leaders that they became if Jesus would have stayed around and they would not have taken up that mantle. But another reason, and I dare say probably the main reason, concerns our physical attachment to Jesus' person. Jesus didn't want his disciples, and he did not want us to be too attached to him, his physical person. This was something he emphasized more than once, after all. In the Easter apparition to Mary Magdalene, he told her, Do not hold on to me. Stop holding on to me. Do not become too attached to me, my physical person. And that same message is imparted to us through this mystery of the ascension. It is a time of Jesus' temporary separation from us, his mystical body on earth. And I think this separation is important for us. Again, as I said earlier, it forces us to actually spread the faith ourselves and not rely on Jesus the man. But I think this is also a very profoundly Catholic way to think of things. Because we in our Catholic faith are not called to be attached to individual personalities. We're called to be attached to God instead. Whether it's priests at a parish, bishops in a diocese, or popes in a church, we know that people come and go. They come and go after a few years. We don't make our decisions about what parish we're in or what diocese we're in because of the people that are there. We go where we go because God calls us there. People come and go. God always remains with us. And Jesus would have to leave eventually. At some point he would have. He was fully human after all. And the longer he would have stayed, the more that people would have become too attached to to him. And when he would have left, it would have been hard for the apostles to be able to move forward because people would have longed for the days when Jesus was there rather than accepting who was teaching in his place. The church would have never been able to move forward if Jesus would have stayed on longer and longer. I think in our, in our modern Catholic sensibility, we have a bit of a tendency today to attach ourselves to, whether, to the writings or the preaching of specific people in the church. And they're often very good people. We're so blessed in our day and age to have people, especially on the internet, to preach and proclaim the gospel. And that's often a very good thing. But if we are too attached to a specific preacher or a commentator then I think we're missing the point. Because that attachment to individual personalities is really more Protestant than it is Catholic. Because it can lead to disappointments down the road and make our faith more about those people than it is about Christ. Human beings, as we know, are imperfect. Human beings will inevitably let us down or disappoint us eventually. And if our faith is connected more to another person than it is God, and that person eventually disappoints us, 
then our faith can really be shaken. can have an existential crisis sometimes when that person who we have placed all of our faith in disappoints us. And that's not how we should go about things. Even if we won't get that disappointment from Jesus, even if he's not going to be the source of that disappointment, he gave us an example. An example of how to say goodbye and to have a healthy separation from other people so that our faith is not just wrapped up in personalities. It is wrapped up in God, our Father, and directed toward him. It's bigger than any person. If you want a great example of this, look to the saints. Even the saints wouldn't want us to have our whole faith wrapped up in them. They know, and even especially our blessed mother know, that they are called to direct any praise and adulation and any attachment they get right back toward God the Father rather than toward themselves. They are bridges to Christ, not the be-all and end-all. So the ascension, brothers and sisters, teaches us that even in separation from Christ our head, our faith is still in God. So as Jesus ascends today to go back to his Father Let us give thanks first that he has handed on to us the mantle of evangelization and of spreading the faith. And let us always remember that even in our separation from Jesus, we know that he has promised to be with us to the end of time. And our faith is not in human beings or personalities. It is in God alone. 